0: spending the rest of your life in prison?
1: You know, I got a lot of family in prison, and uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I got many sisters in prison. I can't wait to see them. It's really not that much of a punishment to be sentenced to spend my life with my family. Welcome back to Alternative Interests, everybody.
2: I am Crystal. I'm Kat. And I already said welcome back, but welcome again.
3: Oh, (laughs) yay! Yay!
2: And welcome if it's your first time.
3: Oh, yes. Hello. Nice to meet you.
2: It's very like <laughs> front desk secretary of you.
3: Well, that felt very personal probably to them cuz now they think I'm talking, well, they know. And I am. So whoever you are, I am talking directly to you. Welcome to our podcast.
2: Please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. We
3: <laughs> <It's-> <laughs>
2: Um, before we start today's case, I really actually only have one really quick order of business. We are going to, this is uh, the reminder for everyone that our giveaway closes tomorrow. Um, Nice. Already? Yes. Awesome. Which is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It was only a week. It was Um, only a week. Um, So we will be drawing a winner tomorrow, which is Thursday, March 11th, and I will post a winner at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So everybody has until 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to get their entry. You know what? I'm not going to say that you have until 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, so that I can to- compile all the names and I will draw a winner, two winners. Yay, two
3: winners. So get in those entries, everybody. And yep. thanks to everybody who's already gotten their entries in. And
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just refer to our Instagram for all of our rules about how to enter. And we look forward to giving some of you guys some free food. Yay. Yay. Awesome.
3: All right. Well, lay it on me. What's your case today?
2: Um, today's case is a doozy. Oops. 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 <laughs> it's it's a doozy, but it's a short one. So, um, are,
3: are you, is it like short or is that what we always say and it's still not short?
2: This one actually I think is going to be short. Um, oh, okay. There's a nice. lot of sound clips in this one, which will oh, okay. increase the time slightly. But the actual case itself is pretty straightforward. All right. Well, lay it on me. So I am going to preface this really quick just by saying that th- um, unlike usually, so usually when I research a case, there's a lot of repetitive news articles it's like the same article spit out on a bunch of different sites like word for word the same thing this one was a little different there was actually a lot of different articles in a lot of different places and they covered a lot of different information so it was kind of like putting a puzzle together getting the different articles to like match up and figure out what like simple stuff was like as simple as knowing the identity of a witness in this case took like five articles. All, oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: So I just, so nothing was straightforward. Basically.
2: Some of it was, and some of it wasn't. Okay. So I just want to say really quick, if I got some, if someone knows this case, like intimately because they're from the area and they knew all about this and I get a small piece wrong, like a witness or a timeline or something like that, please, please let me know. Because I did my best and I know I, I made a couple of little assumptions based on what I saw. So if, if, I, if we came to the wrong conclusions anywhere, please let me know and I will absolutely correct it. So today we will be discussing the murder of Terry Neely. And I need to put a warning right here that this is known as one of the most heinous, murders in phoenix's history oh no and phoenix is uh kind of a high crime area so that says a lot really
3: phoenix i feel like when i'm thinking of high crime areas i'm thinking of all of the state of florida because that's only wherever we hear of like major crimes
2: that's actually because of the law in florida oh really yeah the florida law so in every other state there's actually a gag order on um what can be shared with the media in regards to a case in florida that does not exist so the media kind of gets a lot of the information at the same time as everybody else does and that's why we hear so much about florida crimes oh well that makes sense yeah oh um so just kind of buckle up because it's bad At 5 a.m. on August 5th, 2009, firefighters were called to Covenant of Grace Church to deal with a burning garbage can in their back parking lot. While firefighters were working on the scene, they found a badly burned body inside the garbage can. So obviously someone is trying to dispose of a body. Yeah. Like you don't get a random burning garbage can with a body in it on accident and you
3: probably you probably choose the garbage too so that the smell is going to cover up you know what i'm saying like cuz i'm sure the smell of burning garbage and the smell of a burning body one is distinctly obvious right well and so that's why you so would choose was, a garbage so there was there was nothing maybe?
2: else in this can oh, so it well wasn't then, like a mind. dumpster it was like your garbage can you push out onto the corner of your house oh like you're like a tote. oh!
3: I was picturing like one of those big steel garbage no. cans because
2: it was a church. That's that's what I thought too. No, it is like the the garbage oh, tote that you push wow, to the that, end of your driveway. That you, wow. Okay, go on. Yeah. So in the first hours of the investigation, the crime scene was absolutely chaotic because this started as a fire. So you know, there's a like firefighters were spraying this down with water they've probably jostled some evidence and whatever else they use as part of putting out a fire because sometimes they use powders and chemicals and absolute chaos yeah and the police really didn't know much and when i say they didn't know much they like did not know much they could not tell if the body was male or female Oh, there was early rumors that the body had been dismembered and they couldn't even tell if the person had been killed at that scene, like in the parking lot or if this was just a disposal site. Oh, so like that gives you an idea of how crazy this was. So the first thing they do is, I mean, this happened in the parking lot of the church. So they go talk to the pastor And the pastor said that there was an event at the church the night before at about 9 p.m. But everyone had been accounted for that was at that. So no one was missing from that meeting. Thank God. But that also meant that as of 9 p.m. Nothing had happened there. So police are kind of coming up short on answers here. Okay. Within a few days, they were able to take fingerprints from the body and they determined that the body was that of 46-year-old Terry Neely.
3: Can I ask a question really quick? Can you take fingerprints off of a body that's been like badly burned?
2: Obviously, you can because they did it. But
3: I thought that's like one of the things some people do is like they burn their fingertips. I, Haven't you? Did, I think you heard of that before, so that you can't
2: get. Yeah, but that's more like searing. Uh, your your fingerprints off this was like the body and they they actually at this time they confirmed that the body was dismembered so this was somebody who literally cut up a body and dumped it in a garbage can they weren't focusing on like destroying his hands for instance because that there are cases out there where a body gets dismembered and the hands go missing
3: Yeah, because they don't want them to be able to identify them. The hands and then the teeth. They'll take out the teeth in some instances, too. Yes. For dental records. Yeah.
2: So um, in this case, they were able to fingerprint him and they were able to identify him, which is great. Nice. So Terry was a resident at an assisted living facility. And thankfully, the facility actually had cameras. So they go to them and they look at their footage. And they determined that the last time Terry had been seen was when he was leaving the facility in his motorized wheelchair on eight p- uh, at 8 p.m. on August 2nd. Where was he going? We'll find out. Oh, my gosh. The, the key thing here is like motorized wheelchair. Yeah. Because they did not find his wheelchair. They only found him.
3: Oh, interesting. So
2: obviously, if they can find this wheelchair, that's a really big clue. Well, yeah. Not only that, but typically wheelchairs, sometimes they have pockets and like, like sa- I don't want to call them saddlebags, but like similar to that where you can uh, loop a backpacker on the back of it. Like, Yeah. They, there's information on this wheelchair that would be great for them. So they really want to find this. Yeah. Police actually released a statement asking for the public's help, and they asked for any information on anyone who had seen the wheelchair or if they had seen Terry on the night of August 2nd and knew anything about his murder or who he was with. Okay. So, so a few leads come in really quickly, and two of them were really, really important, and they basically broke the entire case. Nice. So, the first one was that a person called in, a witness called, and said that they had found an abandoned motorized scooter at an apartment complex at 9600 North 12th Avenue.
3: Yes, that was fast.
2: Very fast. Like, also, like, an abandoned scooter, it it stands out. Yeah. So, this apartment complex was actually ridiculously close to the assisted care facility that Terry lived at. Like, If you look at it on a map, it's literally like 200 Mm -hmm. feet away. Oh, I don't know how they didn't find this scooter sooner. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, why didn't they? Yeah, that's weird. Right. But I mean, that's that's a huge clue. Like it's at this complex. Something must have happened there. Exactly. So they go to the apartment complex and they get permission from the apartment manager to check out this one specific unit that the manager kind of like pointed them to. Mm -hmm. So this is actually one of those little pieces of information that took, like, some puzzling for me to put together. Okay. But to me, it looks like the apartment manager was the witness who called in the wheelchair. Okay, so the apartment manager that...
3: Terry lived in no the apartment manager where the wheelchair was found where the wheelchair was found but that was close to the assisted living center
2: yes okay Okay. which honestly it makes sense that the uh, the manager is the one to call this in because the manager is there on site they see everything that's going on so if you see a random like motorized wheelchair just sitting in your parking lot it's gonna throw up a flag like why is this just sitting here not moving of course so police enter the apartment that the manager pointed them to and they found a plethora of evidence. There was blood on the bathroom door, on the bedroom okay. wall, and along the rails of a crib. And the carpet had been removed.
3: And this was in an apartment where...
2: The wheelchair was found. And there was a crib in there? The crib is confusing, right? Like, random. Okay. So detectives obtained a search warrant because even though they have permission to go in, it doesn't actually give them full permission to test anything in there. So they actually got a search warrant and they tested the blood in the apartment and it was Terry's. Okay. So, I mean, this is coming together really, really quick. Like yeah. like I said, this is a very quick case. The second really important lead pointed them towards two specific people who were known to frequent that apartment. And, All right. and actually, these two individuals at this time were also suspected in an armed robbery. So, like, these are, these are great people, obviously. They sound
3: like amazing people. You're, Tell me more. You're going to love this.
2: <laughs> uh, their names were Angela Simpson. Okay. And Edward McFarland, a.k.a. Cracker. Oh, well, that's just a... Adorable nickname. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I'll post a photo of him. He has a big fat neck tattoo that says "Cracker." No, he does. He not. does, and it is very um. obviously a stick and poke.
1: Oh my gosh! Cracker's a peach. Uh,
2: uh, cracker sounds like it. Cracker actually has a really. I'm just gonna call him Cracker because I love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, you should. He has. A uh, a very long criminal history. I actually okay. got sucked into a hole today, <laughs> looking at his um, his criminal history and the oh minutes of his um, various hearings. He has a whole string of thefts, burglaries, and armed robberies on his record. He sounds like a charming cracker. <laughs> he's he's a human that's all i can say (laughs) so uh actually um angela and cracker were extremely easy to find because angela had been arrested on august 7th on charges related to this armed robbery they were suspected for and cracker had been arrested on august 17th on charges related to the armed robbery
3: are they like a
2: weird Bonnie and Clyde situation going on here? I honestly have no idea. Okay. So for all of the articles out there about this, there actually isn't a ton of information about the crime. It actually okay. focuses on something later. Like all the articles <laughs> focus on something later. and Oh,
3: I'm excited. You will understand why
2: <laughs> they focus on it so okay. much. Okay. So police actually interviewed the two of them on August 18th. So they're getting right on it. And Angela, reportedly, and I say reportedly because it was only mentioned in a couple of places. Okay. She asked for a candy bar. (laughs) And once she got it, she just spilled everything.
3: Oh, that's... Can I ask what... Do you know what kind of candy bar it was? I don't.
2: And I looked. I want to say Snickers just because I like their commercials.
3: I'm going to say, if I'm in a certain... If I'm really hungry and you offer me up, like, a cookie or something, I'd spill the beans myself. I'd be like, yes, what do you want to (laughs) know?
2: I don't think it was even that she was, like, hungry. I think she just wanted to tell people. Oh, but she wanted to get her candy bar first. Apparently. (laughs) Like... I mean, they're willing to give you stuff to get yeah. you to talk. I mean, Israel yeah. Keys got I, Israel Keys did, did uh, get Snickers. I do know, like that's. I think that's. Why oh, I'm really? Snickers, um, and that cigars. Guy. He wanted Snickers and cigars. Um, so, r- before I tell you the details about what Angela did, okay. I I want you to picture the way that she is saying this and I'll play recordings of her talking about it. But like going into this, I just want you to know that she said all of this very calmly, very nonchalantly. There was no emotion. It was just like, this is what I did. And and then I did this. And like that tone.
3: Like telling you a story of her day.
2: Yes. Like, okay. Yes, exactly. So. All right. This is where it gets bad. So she lured Terry to her apartment by offering him sex and drugs. Um, I'm really not sure how well she knew him before this Mm -hmm. or in what capacity she knew him. But like, I know they knew each other. I don't know how well.
3: Well, it was probably it sounds like they knew each other from like passing by each other. if Both like. Places were so close. Possibly, Do you know what I'm saying? Um, like
2: you see that you you see people around if you're in the same neighborhood. I didn't watch it, but there is an episode of um, Deadly Women that covered oh, okay. this, and I guess they portrayed her as a sex worker that like ruled the streets with an iron fist. um dead deadly women is is very dramatized Uh uh-huh um so i don't know how true that is i don't even know if she was a sex worker because literally none of the articles mentioned it okay so i'm just gonna say that that deadly women episode exists and she knew terry somehow
3: so basically angela's a criminal and
2: you know surprisingly She did not really have a criminal record before this. Really? I I looked through her record, too. She has um, an instance of running a stop sign. Okay. And she has this armed robbery. And then this. Do we know how old she is? 36.
3: Oh, so she's just like a... Because, I mean, as you're telling this story, I'm picturing Angela and Cracker as... Kind of like these two.
2: So nothing ever put them together as a couple.
3: That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Why am I thinking they're a couple? Maybe because they were together. Okay. Anyways, go on. Tell me the story.
2: Like I said, Terry was lured to this apartment um, from the offering of sex and drugs. Once they were inside the apartment, Angela tortured him for three days. And when I say tortured, oh, gosh. I mean tortured. No. Why? We'll learn why later. Oh, gosh. Over the course of three days, she, and let me read the whole list because it's, it's bad. Okay. She beat him ruthlessly with a tire iron and a hammer. Oh. She pounded a three inch nail into his skull and it actually uh. penetrated his brain. Oh, my. She pulled his teeth. She strangled him with a TV cable. She stabbed him approximately 50 times. She slashed his throat and then she dismembered his body.
3: Angela needs to calm down.
2: That is horrifying. Right. So we're just going to take a real quick deep breath. That was a lot. <sighs> That, wasn't, that was more than a lot. That wasn't all. Oh my gosh. She said that she tortured him like this in front of a mirror so he could watch. Uh, poor Terry. Right. And this guy, he's someone who needs a wheelchair to get around. It's not like he can yeah, get away. Yeah, that's what
3: I was thinking of. Oh man.
2: So. He was
3: 47? 46. Ugh. Terry. Right.
2: Awful. Yes. Okay. After all of this, she put his dismembered body in a trash can. She borrowed a car from someone and drove the trash can with his body in it to the Gra- the covenant of grace church where she lit the trash can and his remains on fire. Oh my so I mapped this and I probably did not do it right because I don't know Phoenix, but I, I tried my darndest. It looks like it was just under a mile between the apartment and the church. Okay. That's kind of a far way to drive. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The trash can was sticking out of the trunk. Oh, whose car did she borrow to do this? Uh, she borrowed the apartment manager's
3: car and he had no questions for her he was just
2: like yeah you can borrow my car well they they didn't really give him a choice they told him about the murder and what? i i presume they told him and i say they because um angela insists she acted alone but some of the reports said it was cracker who explained it to the apartment manager this is one of those like this i don't know exactly who talked to the apartment manager, who told him about the murder, who disposed of the body because this like six or seven articles covered tiny bits and pieces of this this one interaction. Why didn't the the only art there was one article that specifically said cracker threatened to kill the apartment manager if he said anything. Oh uh, okay. I'm personally I'm wondering if the apartment manager found out that Angela and Cracker had been arrested for this armed robbery and then he felt safe telling that like calling in a tip at that point. Oh, that because he knew that they couldn't come after him. Yeah, because he's the apartment manager. He's literally like two seconds from their apartment. They can come for him anytime.
3: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: So I think I think that may be why it took a little bit of time for him to come forward with information. So it comes out later that Angela actually has four children. Where are the four children? Well, so there was some information about blood being on the crib. Um, I don't actually know whose apartment this was. I don't know if it was Cracker's or if it was Angela's. Okay. But the fact that she has children kind of make me think that it was her apartment. Okay.
3: But then where are they?
2: Well, so she was interviewed later on um, by the media and they actually asked her about her kids and she like would not talk about them.
3: Well, I hope the police have checked in on them to make sure. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. OK. They did. OK.
2: So apparently Cracker was the one who told the apartment. So the the one article I saw was that they told him about the murder and then said, hey, can we borrow your car? Like, yeah. Like, I,
3: we just murdered somebody. Can we borrow your car?
2: Essentially. Okay.
3: These two sound like exemplary human beings.
2: Yeah. And like I said, Angela is like adamant that she did this by herself. Like, no one else helped. She did it all by herself. Police said that they don't think one person could have done everything by themselves. I agree. I agree too. Like, they actually, police said they think Angela did most of this herself. The thing I don't think that she did totally alone was the disposal. Oh, it doesn't
3: like a, sound like she did the disposal on her right, own. Right, a
2: full grown man yeah. is really hard for one person to get rid of on. Their I mean, own.
3: but she did dismember him, but he was in one container basically. Right.
2: So police actually believed Angela's confession for several reasons. Um, she, she listed details that only the murderer would have known. Okay. She described the trash can that had been found on fire. It was a green, um, city of Phoenix trash tote. Okay. And the description of the apartment manager's car matched a vehicle that was seen on surveillance footage from an elementary school. Oh, so... Bingo. So they found they found the surveillance footage um, that this this vehicle was traveling by with the garbage can sticking out of it, like just before Terry had been found. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: But I doubt you could see the body sticking out of. The, no, yeah.
2: no. Mm-hmm. The uh, the article said, um, quote, something large. Yeah. Yeah. So now, all of this, which you already asked about, is why? What was her motive? Oh, good. Why did she
0: do this? Here
3: we go. I'm
2: going to let Angela tell oh,
3: you. Oh, nice.
0: Angela, I've seen previous interviews, and I've with the police, and uh, one of our colleagues talked to you once upon a time. Uh, you're very upfront. Pretty much about talking about this killing. Right. You you murdered this man. Yes. You tortured him. Of course. There is no ambiguity and there is nothing you want us... In court today you said uh, you're not here to pretend to be remorseful.
1: Of course not. Why would I do that?
0: Are you remorseful? Not at all. Why? Why would I be? Well, I, wh- why, why did this man deserve to die? You, you, you claimed he was a snitch. Well, what proof do you have of that?
1: He told me he was a snitch. He told you. On many occasions. But that really doesn't matter. Why did you guys want to kill me? Phoenix wanted to kill me. What's the difference? Everybody has a reason to kill. My reason might not be good to you, but your reason wasn't good to me. So. Um,
0: the incident, can you tell me anything about what happened during those three
1: days while you were. At what do you this? mean? I don't know. I took him to my house, walked him down the street. I don't know why the media acts like the motherfucker couldn't walk. He walked very well. Walked him upstairs, kicked his ass, and killed him.
0: You don't regret killing this guy?
1: I don't regret killing him, no. I regret the fact that my co-defendants found it necessary to uh, divulge so much information to the detectives. I regret that. They were people I really cared about. And uh, I regret that they were near me or around me at any point. And then helped prosecutors? Helped the prosecution, correct. You were and they, those people. Definitely, because they didn't know. They weren't actually with me during any of my crimes. So for them to say that they were, to try to get lesser sentences, was a little heartbreaking for me. So
0: friends of yours lied to prosecutors and lied to police. Correct. Dropped the dime on you. Correct. They snitched on you. Correct. If you could, would you do to them what uh, you did to no, Carrie? No, I would not. Because you still have some relationship with them? or Well, no,
1: but they were. I had a... Claimed a bond with them at one point, so I, I wouldn't be able to avenge that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, did you act completely alone in that? Yes, part? definitely. So nobody else helped?
1: No. Totally alone.
0: Uh, help me understand. Uh, for three, you know, I, I know uh, the crimes of passion or something, and, you know, in, in the heat of the moment, uh, but to spend three days driving nails into a guy's head and pulling his teeth out. Right. Why?
1: I found it necessary
0: did you find it pleasurable or exciting Mm. or was there was this just just necessary necessary right so this was more like a business like uh, proposition you were doing something that you felt need a job that needed to be done
1: right really right
0: and whatever came into your head, I'm going to drive a nail into his head. Or was this just was uh, a symptom of what was at hand in that apartment? Right. Would you, if you had that moment to live over again?
1: I'd have kept him alive a week.
0: But you would have still tortured him and killed him. Oh, i had
1: have tortured him for a week. Yeah, instead of three days, definitely.
0: So your only regret is that the torture didn't go on any longer.
1: Right, and I regret not killing my other victim. I should have killed him, too. I just didn't have time. I had to go somewhere. And tell so. me who that
0: victim was, was.
1: Joseph Van Tress for the armed robbery. Yeah. I should have killed him, but I had to go.
0: Will you kill again?
1: If the opportunity arises, I hope so.
2: That was a lot, right?
3: The, uh, so I have so many, so many thoughts in my head right now. Number one, she reminds me a little bit of Aileen Warnos. Like the way she talks when she's oh, calm. Yeah. When she's calm. Because Warnos would go up and down, up and down, and she would sound, you know, uh, mad and like, like heightened. But then in her calm voice, that's kind of what Angela, like her. Yeah. That, that's what it reminds me of. And two, Man, I mean, she just kind of spells it out for you that she... Very
2: cold. Yeah, but that she and enjoyed straight it. straightforward.
3: Straightforward. She would do it again. Um, she sounds intelligent, too. I'll tell you that. Like, she, she sounds... I, I don't know. She, she reminds me a lot of Aileen Warnos. I'm looking at pictures of her right now. And I... For some reason, I pictured a white woman.
2: I did, too, at first when I was listening to this. Mm -hmm. Um, She is a black woman. Mm -hmm. I didn't mention that because um, in the course of this story, I don't think it's pertinent. No, it's
3: not important at all. It just shocked me when I looked up her her picture.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, So, I mean, Angela, just very flat out, like she... It wasn't in this interview, but she kind of outwardly admits like she barely knew this guy. Yeah. And she killed him because she thought he was a snitch. snitch. Yeah. I just have to tell you, police confirmed that Terry Neely had never, ever been an informant in any capacity.
3: Oh, my goodness.
2: But Angela claims that he told her that he was a snitch and that he ratted out some people that he, she didn't even say who she just said that he he snitched and he got some people locked away
3: wow
0: What? why did you feel like you were in a position to be the judge and jury in, in Terry Neely's life I'm not sure I mean I, I'm really not trying to, be, to, to get right. you angry but I just I want to see you you're very, You say I killed this guy he deserved right. to die blah 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 I mean it's pretty it's there you're up right. front I, I want to know uh, if, if uh, you have any concerns about what you know what what put you in that position to do that to them
1: it was just too much the things he talked about it was just it was too much. Do
0: you believe him? I mean, lots of people go around well, claiming I'm a snitch or make themselves. <laughs>
1: really, th- you don't say.
0: Well, I, I think they, they talk <laughs> about law. They, I've got, uh, I know people coming. I've got <laughs> associations with law enforcement. You know, I, I've got this. I'm, I'm a friend with
1: this. Do party. you happen to have a list of those people?
0: They name drop. Well, maybe in the circle. But you right. know what I'm saying? People right. say lots of things to make themselves sort of. Look. Well,
1: he picked the wrong. Or to say that too. If he wanted to brag about putting so many people in prison, uh, you pick the wrong person. And that's what
0: that's what did it to him. That's what that's why you What the bragging? The bragging about putting people in prison. Right. People you knew? No. No, I don't know any of them. Okay. Do you believe him? Do you think he really was a snitch?
1: (laughs) Oops if he wasn't.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh, the whole
2: oops if he wasn't, like
3: my bad I
2: mean. When I heard that the first time, I was like, What? Yeah. Are you, ki- oops, if he wasn't like, and oops, she, my bad. She says it like, Yeah, she doesn't
3: like, care. Th- this woman doesn't care. I feel like she's almost begging to, like, be like, Yeah, you guys, I did it. And, yep, it was all me. Like, let's get on with this. Like, let, like yeah. it's almost like she's bothered by the questions because she's just like, Come on. Like, when do you say, Okay, now we're going to prison, you know,
2: the other the other thing that got me with this is when he was, he was saying, you know, plenty of people say things and she's like, really, you got a list? <laughs> can, can you tell me like, it's, yeah. it's like she perks up and she's like, can you give it to me? I, yeah. I got shit to do now. Like, yeah, check, that's check. crazy. Like, I, uh, yeah, j- that, that's yes. just insane. Um, A grand jury indicted Angela of first-degree murder and kidnapping on August 27th. So, like I said, this is happening very, very quickly. Well, yeah, because she's probably, too, like, okay, yeah, good, thanks. Like, (laughs) Like, come on, guys. Thank you, next. Yep. So, on March 22nd, Angela pled guilty to all charges relating to the murder, including kidnapping and abandonment of a body. Oh. So, very shortly thereafter... Um, I couldn't like again so many different news articles it was either one or two weeks later um, she was yeah she pled guilty on a Tuesday it was either the following Tuesday or the Tuesday after she was sentenced to her natural life in prison plus 14 years for the other charges oh I'd never heard of the sentence natural life in prison. I've never heard of that either.
3: I've just heard of life. And if they die, then they die. That's yeah, so their life. my
2: understanding, My understanding of life in prison is that um, I think it's only meant to be a generation. What? So it's something like when you're sentenced to life in prison, uh-huh. technically at either 20 or 27 years you can go up for parole and be released.
3: Oh. Okay.
2: And that's that's just really quick disclaimer. That's nothing I've specifically read anywhere, but all of the cases I have listened to, if they do not say life without parole. Oh. They have the chance for parole. If you're given a life sentence, it just it's that is the the conclusion I have come to personally that life in prison When they have a chance for parole, it's like a generation that they end up is their minimum. I didn't
3: know that. And I also the whole natural life. I like how that makes sense, though.
2: Well, so natural life is different. Um, The Arizona Revised Statute 13-751 actually specifically says a defendant who is sentenced to natural life is not eligible for commutation parole work furlough, work release, or release from confinement on any basis. So this is life without parole, but then they're also not allowed to leave for any reason.
3: Oh, okay.
2: So um, Angela, as we've heard, she likes to talk. She sure does. So I have another recording where she talks about um her sentence and her thoughts on
0: it okay Uh, how do you feel about uh, spending the rest of your life in prison
1: you know i got a lot of family in prison and uh i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i got many sisters in prison i can't wait to see them it's really not that much of a punishment to be sentenced to spend my life with my family
0: it's uh, again your candor uh, I've interviewed people who have committed murders before and usually they sort of prevaricate or they uh, this or that you're about as direct as it gets right why is that
1: it's only fair I expect you to be the same way
0: okay Uh, do you think that it was fair today it was justice in that courtroom
1: no I don't why I should have gotten the death penalty do you
0: did you want the death penalty
1: no no I prefer to spend my life with my sisters but uh yeah I do believe that would have been justice
0: so you deserve death penalty but you're glad that you got what you got right as you right uh, when you say your sisters you're talking about women you know in prison right okay and is, have you found that, uh, uh, that there is some bonding and that you have made friends here that uh, that will be of some comfort to you when you're in most prison.
1: definitely yes most
0: definitely yes yeah you're a young woman 36 years old you could be there a long time
1: right right
0: but your belief is that you deserve the death penalty
1: definitely well I believe God that's what God says unless God is wrong which I doubt so
0: and where would God would has told you that or you just believe that I believe eye that. for an eye
1: right right. I expected to die for this.
3: I feel like this guy interviewing her (laughs) is like trying to get like some breakthrough with her where she like starts crying and saying how sorry she is, but he is just not getting anything. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, yeah, this Angela, I feel like we need a episode on Angela alone. The fact that her sisters
2: are all in in prison too. And Um, it, it, was very very quick in that recording uh-huh. um they're not actually her biological sisters okay they're people uh, women she knows in prison and she calls them yeah. her sisters
3: okay that makes sense i was like well, we have the whole family in
2: prison no wonder she wants to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that makes sense.
2: family reunion exactly yeah. um so Edward, I have to say his middle name, Edward Debs McFarland, a.k.a. Cracker, Cracker. okay, pled guilty to hindering prosecution in the first degree um, in relation to this, um, this murder. Uh, You heard Angela talk about it in one of the recordings that her co-defendants basically testified against her for reduced sentences. Uh Uh-huh. Well, his was extremely reduced. He was sentenced to 6.5 years. That's it. Well,
3: I, yeah. Okay. He really, she said he didn't do anything.
2: Yeah. Um, he also, apparently he had been in jail um, at the time of his sentencing. He got credit for something like 600 some days. So, from the time he actually got this sentence, he only had about 4.5 more years to serve. Really? Okay. Which is insane to me. Yeah. That's all I could really find on him. But I did say I got sucked into reading his court minutes and uh-huh. stuff. Uh, he's scheduled for release in 2030. Oh. And he's been in prison since this sentence. Really? So, I think I think he had other charges pending against him that he was convicted for okay because he's been in there quite a while and i'm guessing some of it was probably that armed robbery that he was involved in oh so yeah he's scheduled for release in 2030 so he's got a little while yeah again going back to one of angela's statements you heard her mention co-defendants plural
3: oh yeah i thought Oh, yeah, that's right. She did. I thought she was only talking about Cracker, but yeah.
2: I found a Reddit post that talked about a third defendant existing. Mm -hmm. I could not find a single record of a name. Oh. So this is one of those things. If anyone knows more about this and that third person, I would love to know who it is because that it, it sounds interesting. It sounds like there's actually a conspiracy theory about this, mm-hmm. that Angela may not have been as guilty as she sounds, which is intriguing to me, but it was also on Reddit and that's not the most accurate of information. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe the apartment manager was listed as a co-defendant because of his car being used. Uh-huh. I, I just, I don't know. Oh, okay. That's interesting yeah
3: he yeah because he can't be considered an accessory to murder he just let them borrow the car
2: but he but could, he knew about the murder withholding evidence right no no he would still be an accessory because he knew about the murder when oh, he gave them the car for okay. the purpose of like that makes him an accessory not to the murder but to disposing of the body okay okay but um we're just going to close with one last recording of angela um, that may change your entire view on her.
1: Okay, let's, we're done. Are you done? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Rachel. Good shit, dude. That's going to be crazy, isn't it? <laughs> That's going to be wicked. Make it look good, please. Oh, you're
3: going to put this on too? That's going to... Well, put you not. <laughs> Don't put
0: the ending on.
3: Thank you. Thank,
1: thank you.
0: you. Man, honestly, best wishes to you. and uh, right. right. Ladies,
1: thank you. Thank you.
3: Oh, my gosh, she is something else. Right? Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. So it's like,
2: was that Angela. whole thing? This throws a whole wrench in it for me. Because I'm like, was she really that, like, cold and crazy? Yeah, or was she trying? Or was she
3: just acting a part so that she could sound as cold and calculated as possible so people think she's a badass?
2: Right. But then at the same time, if she's capable of doing that, is it true then? Like is she Gosh, the fact I don't that know, she can put on this act so well for uh, that was like a uh, a 10 minute interview
3: yeah that's insane and because the whole time she's talking before we heard this specific part that you just played uh-huh. i was like well you know what she she did do it by herself it sounds like she
2: like and she's very like yeah i did it Why? why would i feel that about it yeah like, and what then I oh. and you can't I will I'll try and I'll post a link to this in the show notes. Um, uh. The, to this video because her body language at the end. So this is actually a jailhouse interview. She's in her um jumpsuit, she's in shackles. So the very end when you hear her go good shit dude, like she's got this big smile on her face. Yeah. And then she sees that the camera is still running and she's like, "Oh, you're going to put this into." Her whole demeanor changes and she goes right back to the stone cold crazy. And she wow. goes bye, and she's got like no emotion on her face, and she walks out. So is that very last part her being crazy to reinforce the rest, or it's just it's so, so yeah weird? So that's that's the story of um, the murder of Terry Neely. Most people know this as Angela Simpson, but like like I we don't want to give her any more credit than she obviously wants. Yeah. So gosh, so weird. Angela's a piece of work, honestly. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to think of her because this is not the only interview. There's actually a couple other interviews out there. This is just the most comprehensive one. Um, This is the only interview where she lets that that demeanor slip where she's like, yeah, make me look good. Like, so I don't I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Gosh, she just seems. Well, you were saying there were a couple of shows that kind of portray her as this just like.
2: Like, you know, queen of the the Phoenix Underworld. I mean, maybe like, that's
3: what she pro- portrays as her personality. And oh God, I don't know. Right.
2: So this, I just yeah, know I would not. I just I had to put Angela. that piece at the end in. Yeah, because it just completely changes so much about what we think about her. I mean, yeah, I just, that's it. Oh,
3: Wow well Angela sounds (laughs) like
2: a piece of work
3: a piece of work (laughs) (laughs) that was a short one look at you I know and I mean it's it was a doozy people aren't going to know what to do with themselves now they're like what a short one (laughs) I finished it in my commute what yeah what (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you for that. Oh, can I say something about an update to one of the cases we've already done that I have? So I just found out this week that, remember in Anna Kreisel's case? Oh, um, yeah. Boy A and B. um, The judge just approved them to be able to get new identities if they're what? ever re- released from uh from prison. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I I and I have mixed feelings about that. I was Same. talking with my friend. I was talking with my friend on my run this morning and she was telling me, "Well, but they were 13." And I'm like, "I get that they were 13. However, first of all, okay, maybe for boy for boy B. B. Yes. But for boy A, I think there are some
2: huge mental health issues. Yeah. So I'm hoping A. if they're ever released, and I think the pro- the probability of boy B being released is actually probably pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I think if boy A was ever released, it would probably be because he is thoroughly rehabilitated. Yeah, And honestly, so we did uh, get a comment from one of our UK listeners talking about how uh, protecting their identities is not completely about protecting the boys. It's also about protecting the families.
3: Well, and remember, they were very protective with the families, too. Not like they unmarked cars to go search the homes. uh, All of that stuff. Yeah. So,
2: like, if the identity of these boys was ever released... Then, you know, the parents and it sucks that people do this every single time they blame the parents. It's like, how could you raise this monster? Okay, Mm -hmm. parents raise their children, but they're not responsible for everything they do. So I completely like that was a nice perspective for someone to come and give us because I know that we talked a lot about like, give me the boys names so that we can go with torches and pitchforks and make them pay. I mean, they're already paid, but yeah having someone like comment about that was uh, nice to see because it's something that we didn't thoroughly enough cover in the episode um, yeah. so if boy A is rehabilitated enough that they feel like he can be released I understand giving him a new identity because I, I did stupid shit as a kid and I would hate it if my entire life was ruined because i I got written up for skipping class one time,
3: yeah, that's true, yeah well woof
2: yeah i I mixed feelings for sure
3: yeah i I don't know, I mean yeah, I feel like you did a crime, whether you're rehabilitated or not. I mean, you live with that. And if you're released and I mean, they've kept them anonymous until they're 18. So at 18, they're going to reveal, they're going to be able to reveal their identities. But then once they're released, it's like, well,
2: well, this is something you did.
3: Right. But I think
2: it's different when it's a child, especially um, a child who is prepubescent, essentially. I mean, they're their personalities. Uh, we kind of went into this talking about why he couldn't be diagnosed with anything. Their brain chemistry is changing so much. Kids who aren't little sociopaths present a lot of the same behaviors. And that's why they can't be diagnosed. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't it's know not why. the same as like, um, man, what was her name? Uh, Carla Hamolka.
3: Yep. Carla.
2: So it's not the same as Carla Homolka because she was a full-grown adult when yeah, she did well, the she things was she the did. She was the
3: worst.
2: Yes. They were the worst. Right. She, like, so like the fact that cow. she got a new identity when she left prison is is completely different because she was not a child when she committed her crimes she was a full-ass grown adult she knew what she was doing and she knew what she was doing when she got herself that plea deal so yeah like being angry about her getting a new identity is completely justified i i don't know i feel like if the boys have proven that they're rehabilitated they deserve a fair shot at a life and
3: I, you know what? No, because no, see, and I, maybe it's because that case, like that case bothered me like to my core. And it's like, no, Anna deserved to live life and have a fair shot. And I mean, she didn't absolutely. Get
2: but at the same so, time, you have to consider that boy B... I think is less fucked up than boy A. Absolutely. Sure, I'll give it to boy B. I'm fine giving it to boy B. I am
3: not fine giving it to boy A. I think for the rest of his life, people should look at him and know what he did. And if he is rehabilitated or has something to give to society, then he has to work hard to prove that. Right, right.
2: That's what I'm saying is he has to work so much harder. Yeah. Like they're not going to say that the two of them can just get out and go. And if he can prove that he deserves it, then he does, but he's going to have to work really hard at it. And honestly, I don't know if he can.
3: Yeah, I don't either.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. I would really like to hear what other people have to say, because you and I are kind of, we're really, really close, but we're, I think we're still like, we're shaking hands across the fence right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear what other people think about this yeah. because it's crazy that we just covered that and the judge just came out with this. Yeah, yeah, like really good timing.
3: Yeah, good timing.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking of telling us you, how you feel about this, oh yes. Uh, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. I'm getting more episodes put out. Um, I'm trying to pump them out as quick as I can, but creating the videos takes time. And Crystal's
3: been getting really good at TikTok, <laughs> so you guys check it out.
2: <laughs> please, please keep liking our Instagram posts. Because yes, please. Notice, Cat didn't yell about it this week.
3: <laughs> we got no, because I, I like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like you guys, <laughs> just
2: hello we'll get a ton of likes because it's it's part of the giveaway we but they'll so. know that yes. when they go to Instagram and check out our
3: post and just spread the word we love you saw you guys you heard how welcoming i was at the beginning <laughs> of this i mean spread that at least <laughs> you can tell people hey you know what you want to hear about murder but have a really polite host welcome you in the beginning very
2: sincerely be like, yes please <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> mm. thank you for listening thank we really you, do yes. appreciate you we do uh thanks for referring us to your friends and we will see you next week Bye-bye. Bye bye
0: and you, you, you don't want to talk about your your past, but your lawyer said that, you know what, they, in, in sentencing you, the judge should bear in mind that you've had a really, really right. tough life. Right.
1: I started being hospitalized at 10 years old. I have a mental history from 10 years old until yeah. present, so, yeah.
0: When you say mental history, I mean... Do you care that anyone feel sorry for you? Do you want anybody feel sorry for me? Yeah. Do you, should Should the people who are watching this say because she had a bad childhood? Of course not. She had as mental illness. Of course
1: not. No. That we
0: should feel some sympathy
1: for no. you. No. You would not have that. I want no sympathy. No.
0: What then? Then do you care what anybody thinks No. Angela Simpson and what she's done?
1: No. You I don't.